Thank you. Okay, let me acknowledge the Lord again, because he said if you don't acknowledge him, he's not going to acknowledge you in heaven. So I want to acknowledge him right off the bat. Well, I, I hope you can get, one thing you can get from my speech is you've got to believe in yourself. You've got to have a lot of confidence in the things that you're doing, because it's very important. You know, I started out as, as a uh, struggling student, struggling in the teacher's term, but I think misunderstood in mine. The reason why is I started out with a very bad speech impediment. And at the time, the teachers, they, th they said, Herschel, what we're going to do is we're going to work with you later. And I think what they were talking about is we're going to work with you later, and we're going to work with the students that's got a chance to do something important. But we're going to work with you later. But I think I was very fortunate to have parents that said, Herschel, don't let that stand in your way. You know, I think we use so many excuses today, but you can't use excuses. There's no excuse to live, but to want to live. And my mother said, you know, you may have a speech impediment, but you got to want to get better. So I started taking books out and started reading. All the kids used to laugh and say, you know, he, he can't talk too well. But I said, that was not going to stop me. You know, my brothers and sisters, they used to laugh, but I knew they loved me, and they wanted me to get better. They used to bring home all the books and say, okay, try to do this here. I used to get up in the mirror and start reading to myself, looking like an idiot. And I remember uh, my mother saying, you know, you got to do it. You got to do it. And I was not an athlete. You know, I knew nothing in the world about sports. You know, my hero, was, was, he was God. You know, I didn't have, I didn't know who O.J. Simpson was. I didn't know Jim Brown, Gail Sayers. They were not even important in my, in, you know, where I grew up. But I knew who the Lord Jesus Christ was. And my mother said, you know, when you got him in your life, you got the most important thing you ever need. And what was so important about that is I remember hiding my shoes not to go to church. You know, I hid my shoes, and I remember going up to my mother saying, you know, Mom, I can't go to church today because I have no shoes to wear. And my mother said, that's okay. The Lord doesn't care how you look. <laughs> and then I remember going to school. Everyone, it was so important whether you were the favorite, you know, in the class. Well, this is coming from a guy that couldn't talk. I had respect for myself and for the teachers, but I couldn't speak. So the students thought, you know, he's not cool. But I could write my name. I couldn't score a touchdown, so he's not cool. So that w at one point in my life, I said, okay, I wanted to become cool. You know, I wanted to be the hero on campus. I wanted to be the one that everyone is going to talk to. You know, I want to be the guy that everyone is going to look up to. So I remember my younger brother and I starting to build this track at the end of the school year. I was going to enter this race and win the mile run, and I was going to be the hero on campus. And then I was going to have everyone talking to me. Well, my younger brother and I built this track, and I got out training in secret. I was going to be the best guy to ever on campus. You know, I can write my name. I can do so many things. The only thing I couldn't do at that time was talk. And now we're going to become the athlete. And I started to run this mile for every day, trying to get ready for it. So that day finally came. So I jumped in the race with all the other students, and I was right up there toward the front, toward the guy that I thought was going to win the race. 
and we, the race started, and I started to run. And I was feeling good looking over at him. He's looking at me thinking, uh, you know, Hersha can't speak, and yet he's running with me. And all of a sudden, something entered my mind and said, Hershey, you're not going to win. And I kept on, excuse me, I kept on running, and it, it said, Hershey, you're not going to win. You might as well stop. And I said, uh, no, I can win it. I can win it. And said, no, you're not going to win. And it got to the third lap, and it was funny because uh, something said, Hershey, you better get out of this race. You know, you're going to embarrass yourself. So at that time, I started thinking, okay, how in the world can I get out of this without embarrassing myself? So on, on the third lap, on the final curve, I pulled up like I pulled a hamstring, and I started limping off the field. And I was like in the top three in the race, so I had a very good opportunity to win it. So when the race was finished, everyone laughed and said, I can't even believe you went in at that race. And I remember going home, and my mother knew that I had been training in secret, getting ready. She didn't know what, for what, but she knew I'd been training, so she asked, how did you do? And I said, well, I did. I did well. You know, I, I, I hurt my leg. She said, uh, is it okay? I said, oh, it's fine. She, I think she knew that I was not telling the truth. So she went away. And at that time, I decided in my life, I'm never going to quit at anything anymore. I don't care what it is. I'm never going to quit anymore. There's no limitation to what you can do. I was not brought up with a lot of money. My, schools, my school didn't have a lot of weights. And I said, you know, I'm a good student. I've studied hard. My speech started getting better. Later, I became valedictorian in my class. I became the president, the beta club president. I became class president. First black ever to be class president, first black ever to be valedictorian in my school. And then I said, you know, I'm going to be an athlete during that time. But I was not going to use excuses in life. I didn't want to play sports, but I said, I'm going to be an athlete because I quit at that race. So I started to train myself. I took books out. I studied the human body, so I started to train myself. I said, I will get better. I started doing these isometrics, and I did get better. Later, I became one of the fastest guys, not at my school, but in the whole world. I started to travel on the European circuit and track. They said, Herschel, you're a little bit too big to run. But I said, you know, there's no limitation. You know, I hear so many critics today said, this is how life is. You can't do this, you can't do that. But there's no limitation. They don't know you. You know, when the telephone was discovered, I bet they called a guy that he was crazy. They said he was weird. Now he's the best thing that ever happened. You know, sometimes you may have an idea that someone may think is weird, is unusual. But if it's your idea and you believe in it, you can make it work. But you got to motivate yourself. You know, sometimes you can't always look for someone else to pat you on the back. You know, last night I heard Miss Parker say, pat yourself on the back. You have to do that. You know, I'm happy to be where I'm at. You know, everyone was upset when I left school my junior year. But yet I'm in a position to, uh, I don't think there's too many 29-year-olds that have done the things that I've done that are in the position I've, I'm in right now. You know, I went back to school. And I say, I'm happy with myself. I love myself. You know, you have to love yourself. You know, there's only a few things you're going to take out of life, and what you can take out is, hey, I've done the very best I can do, and I'm happy. You know, I flipped coins to decide whether, whether to go to school or not. I was going into the Marines. Later, I wanted to get into the FBI. 
That's always been a dream. But I said, the Lord has laid a path down for me, and all I'm going to do now, I'm just following that path. You know, I'm just going to follow that path. You know, I think that's what we got to do. We got to go out with an idea that we want to be somebody. I think as everyone in this room write down 10 things they like to do, I don't think one person in here write down, I want to be a drug dealer. You know, no one is going to write down that. No one is going to write down, I want to be a loser. You know, you don't want that. You want good things to happen. But you got to be willing to work at it. You got to be willing to work at anything. If you're going to dream, you got to be willing to work. You know, and I'm, I'm going to be around. And there's no such thing as age and limitations. Age is wisdom. And I'm going to become more wise. And, you know, I'm going to live forever. I got to thank the Academy for this opportunity because, you know, this has always been an inspiration <coughs> in my life. And I love it. And thank you. Thanks a lot. First, we have two questions. Walker, we have time for uh, one question. Are there any questions in the back? I can't see in the back, so speak up if you're at a microphone. We have time for just a question. I think looks like one young man. Making your way to a microphone? There you go. In the very back. We know you're back there. Go ahead. It's got to um, be an easy question. <laughs> I was interested in, um, it seems lately that in the country, um, in a lot of colleges, that uh, it seems that um, athletics are valued a lot more than academics in that in scholarships that are awarded, and you coming from uh, uh, academic excellence and athletic excellence, I was wondering what you thought about the, um, the value system in this country giving, giving uh, more athletic scholarships than, uh, than, people who excel, than to people who excel in academics as well. Well, I think the value system, system is very incorrect. And the reason I say that is the universities today are talking about, uh, you know, what is good and what's bad, but yet, they're out negotiating their own television contracts. You know, everything now, I think, has become the dollar. And I think that's not important. I think education is very important. I think if an athlete is not going to apply himself, he shouldn't be there. And, you know, talking about the dollar, and I can speak all day, but I know I've got to sit down. But, you know, something that is very confusing to me is yet we tell our athletes, you can't drink. We tell our students you're not supposed to drink, but yet, much of your dollars that's going into the university are from beer companies. And I said, that's very uh, misleading. We said that we don't want you to do this, but yet, you know, all your money, much of your money is, is coming from beer companies. And the university are very happy to accept that. But my view is if an athlete is not ready to pull his weight, he shouldn't be there. I think um, same as a professional. If he's going to be caught once on drugs, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't play. I think they got to become tougher. First, thank you.